right, good uh, afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to everybody out there. We have a special episode today or tonight. It's the usual as myself and BJ, but we are honored to welcome a Canadian professional golfer and former tour player, Andrew Jensen. Andrew, thank you very much for being here, first off. Hey, thank you uh, for, for having me. Thanks for inviting me. We're happy. We're thrilled. Hey, we're, we're all sitting in basements in Ottawa, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Actually, all three of us are in a basement in Ottawa. And uh, we thought this was a nice touch to have for Masters Week. Not Masters Week specifically, but the Masters is just around the corner. And we thought to ourselves, okay, let's talk golf. And know who better to talk golf about an actual professional golfer here in the home hometown of Canada. So thanks again for doing that. What's going to happen is we're just going to ask you uh, somewhat random questions, but also I would say standard questions. Yeah. And uh, just a few from each of us. So, Beej, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask the first one because it's yeah. I would rate it as clearly the most important. Right? I think it's the best one out of the bunch that we have. I'll be this all right. Hype this question up. If this is a shit question, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I'm now not. that you say all you have to do is push back, and now I can confirm it is a shit question. But <laughs> it's something I've always wanted to know it, from a professional. Well, it's like a, a comedian. You don't bring. You don't. You don't open with your best joke. It's true. It's <laughs> true. true. This isn't it's even true. a joke. That's even <laughs> a joke. It's the sad part. All right. So. We all have played a lot of golf recreationally and you've played it both recreationally and professionally. So my first question to you was, is who is your least favorite golf guy? So I've labeled off a couple of examples here. So you might thinking, what does that mean? So there's the always has an excuse guy for every shot. There's the drunk by the fourth hole guy. There's the super long swing routine guy. There's the always giving you swing tips guy when you know they're actually a weaker golfer. And then there's the guy who clearly lied about his handicap before you were playing guy i mean honestly like i've played golf with ev- anybody and everybody like when i mean it's my life it's been my life and then when i'm competing you play so many pro-ams i don't like they're all fine to me just anyone who's slow so the, the long routine guy <laughs> like <laughs> professional golf is slow enough as it is so any anybody that's slow needlessly slow you could be good you could be bad it doesn't matter if you're slow you're people aren't enjoying golfing with you. No one enjoys that. Cause if you got always has an excuse guy, you can just ignore him. If you got drunk guy, you more, more or less you're entertained by him. The guy who's counting your strokes though. Have you run into that? Dude, I ignore everybody. It's my, <laughs> it's my you just, and if you're paying, honestly, like this is golf one one. If you're paying attention to the other people in your group, it's taken away from you playing good golf. Such a good point. And that's, see, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. I mean, great example. This week's the match play tournament right like this is the only format of golf where it's like it's can be advantageous to pay attention to what your opponent's doing right or the guy because he's actually your opponent but any other circumstance in golf they are not your opponent like you're not competing against them like you're just trying to play your best golf and if your best golf wins the tournament wins the, the the bet the beers that's it but if you played your best and someone played better well what can you do Unless it's a situation, like you said, a sandbagger or whatever. But I've never really dealt with that. Like, I always, I'm always someone to give way more strokes to people when I play with them. Well, I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a choice. I yeah. don't think it's a choice. If you want yeah. to play with them again, you better let them do whatever they want, it sounds like. Uh, cool. I like, I like to get that answer. a long, long time in my career where, like, I didn't even play recreational golf. I hated recreational golf. I was right. probably not fun to golf with. So I was probably the guy that some people probably didn't like golfing with because 
I just wasn't, I just couldn't be bothered to be out there. Like I was, I'm just like, get me out of here. I would have been the, like, get me out of here guy. <laughs> That's a new category. I'll add it to the list. Five or 75. It didn't matter. It was just like, this is, there's so much more I'd rather do with my time right now. What would like, so what would you do with the super like long swing routine guy? Like, would you like kind of give him a scowl or like, would you say something? Would you like, how do oh, you handle if, that? I mean, if it's a complete yeah. stranger, I wouldn't necessarily say anything. Cause that's, it's like one of the things that I love and hate about golf. Like the mm. forced social aspect of golf, I think is so bizarre. Right. Like, let's say the three of us want to go play around. Oh, we, I know where you're going with this, Andrew. And I, I think I'm on the same page as you. get paired with a single. And it's oh, like. I hate that. I say, hate that. No one likes that. What if, what if we were all like went through chemotherapy together and we're bonded by this like, and it's like, oh my gosh, we're all here. We can do this. So Finally, we've been trying to do this for six yeah, months. Oh, there's a single who just rocked up and you got to entertain <laughs> he, him for four hours. <laughs> and you're in a cart and he's got a, he's got, he's carrying his gloves and he has a, <laughs> a 40 <laughs> handicap. And it's, I hate that about golf. I, I admit it. And I yeah. honestly, Andrew can tell you that I thought I was alone there. I thought I was one of those people who was being antisocial and thought this was so annoying, but, oh, that makes me feel better that you hate it too. Because yeah, the golf course <laughs> needs that. It's all money. It's a strictly I'm money play. Practicing or playing and I'm by myself which I often am, like when I'm, you know, you're prepping for tournaments or whatever. I don't ask to join the, the people that ask to join with you. <laughs> <laughs> I equate that to my, my comparison. I don't understand. I get it. I get it. It's like the economy of golf, but I exactly the, the same example, the three of us getting together. We haven't seen each other in so long at a restaurant and they just put someone else. With <laughs> the exact same thing. You're right. That doesn't happen at a restaurant. Why does it's like literally saying to yeah. you, the economy of golf is literally saying to you, you have to be friends now. <laughs> so like that's the situation and he's super slow and this and that. I'm not going to, if I, if it's someone I don't know, I'm not going to be, you know, I, 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 I know I, thankfully like I can, I'm and I, like not completely inept where it's like, I can get through <laughs> it. And at the same token, I don't necessarily like say I'm a professional or, anything like that because i had a sh had a shitty career so people may ask me about those things and it's like no i haven't played with tiger woods no i never made it to the pga tour it's like no like it's a lot of like or it's just like i'll play and some people may think like Man, you're pretty good like you should try to play professionally or something like that like, <laughs> I, do, I did or you get a buddy's buddy who like thinks he's quite good and wants to just try and beat you and it's like okay <laughs> but if it's someone I know, or if it's like a friend of a friend who I'm meeting for the first time and they're that slow guy, oh, I'm telling them. I'm telling them very quickly. I It, it actually has happened a lot where a lot of like recreational golfers, I notice, tee the golf ball up in front of the tee markers or like right as close to the front, mm. if not a little bit over. Yep. I've caught, I've caught myself doing that. I, I think I understand. called you out, Jay. I think I called you. Did. You did. You're an yeah. asshole. You were yeah. you were the asshole that said, "Excuse me," but it's uh, very clear. Oh, I say that. I'll say that to a complete yeah. stranger. I'll be like, "Are we playing by the rules of golf today?" <laughs> Ooh, that's a contentious start. If you do it on the first tee with like, that stranger, imagine you do that off the bat with that lone single who joins well, your group. I wouldn't do it on the first hole. Wouldn't do it on the first oh, hole. Okay. That could okay. be just like a clerical error, right? But if they've done it a few times, oh, I love to take the piss and just be like, "Like, what, are, what is in your brain that you think that's doing?" Like, you're not aware of it because you can't consciously think like, oh, this is going to help. 
you're not aware of it, but then it's like, why go so close that you risk going? You literally risk a two-stroke penalty on every hole. I don't get it. Well, I always used like, yeah. No, I always use the comment that I'm my like computer screen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to be like. I just don't. I do not get it. Oh man, we struck a chord. We struck yeah, a chord with yeah. him early. I get it though. I get it. I'm always like, why don't we play golf today? How about we do that? Because I mean, that's what we're supposed to. You completely yeah. can mistakenly do it. It's happened right. to everybody, but it's okay. Hold on. Let's back it up here, Andrew. Cause again, you got to take and understand like what you've played versus what we've played. Sometimes those markers can be misaligned. You might think you're in level, but the, the left or I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> there, we play mini tour events. The T markers can be completely pointing the wrong way. All you gotta do is look. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. How about, how about this? Cause you're this. going through a routine. You're behind the T markers. Just like I, I. Oh, man, it'd be fun to play around with this. Um, how about the guy who I recently discovered? Beach, I don't think it was you. Someone new to the game, but I don't think it was you. They didn't count the... You know when you say to somebody, if they're within two or three feet, it's a gimme? They didn't count that as a stroke. Yeah, I don't They understand. assumed oh, that it that? was... It might have... Was it you? Because it was with no. you. And they would count their strokes. And I said, well, you forgot the one that you didn't putt because we gave it to you. I think well, was, no, you gave it. You, they said you gave I it to me. That's just education. I think yeah. that's someone new. I think like that's Bowie. Person to the game. Oh, it was Bowie. It yeah. was Bowie. That's a novice, yeah. not not knowing that. No, it means the next one's good. He yeah, and, and from then on, from then on, they 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 obviously yeah, it yeah, was an error because from then on, they're yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. All right, Pete, you're up. That, you're up that, that's an honest mistake, not knowing. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good after the first couple of like corporate scrambles twice a year they have no understanding of the rules of golf yeah and usually you know and you give them it's always that awkward like do i do i tell this person that he's not doing the right thing or do i or that make me sound anal or do i just kind of let him yeah i've always had that discussion in my head but i always choose the conflict avoidance route personally (laughs) i always have in my head playing with people especially like other pros over the years that are just like socially inept on a golf course I, the discussion I always have is like, how do these people function off a golf course? Like the people that like, you just are like, what are you doing? Like the multiple, multiple practice swings. Where's the logic in that? <laughs> then you go like, what is this person like in other stuff? Or is it just something about golf that brings out everybody's just weirdness? I don't know. It's a bizarre sport. It's the best sport in the world, but it's, it is it's a bizarre very sport. exposing sport to personality types. And I, I cringe, like the kind of stereotypes you were saying, there's been some of those videos over the years. I think they're also stupid because <laughs> it's like, those aren't your stereotypes and golfers. It's, it's, it's the minutia of golf and the weird things that happen on a golf course that like are memorable things that it's like a joke inside the group kind of thing. Not just the stereotypical guy, like, you know, guy who's always, fill in the blank, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different types, that's for sure. That, you pulled out some things that I didn't even think about because obviously you've been exposed to way more. Uh, yeah, uh, Beach, sorry. Is, is, goes deep, very deep. My oh, I bet. Has gone very deep and my love for it, thankfully, is like returned now. That's nice. so cool. That's great to hear. Um, so I, I'm, again, you're going to get some silly questions from Jay. I, I'm, I, I love the game. Like recently yeah. in the last like two or three years, I've, I'm hooked. I played like 75 rounds last year, uh, maybe like 50 the year before. So, um, I, I want to know who was the best player you ever played with. And then like, what, what kind of like that experience was like for you? 
Uh, it's, it's, it's weird because I think it's like, again, my relationship with the game is very, very different. And like what I, my understanding of like really good golf, like I've played golf with some guys that are like so fucking good that hit a golf ball so well, but they've never made it past the Canadian tour. Kind of right. Thing. right. Like, that's scary. That's really that's scary. Just, it's just, Why not, Andrew? Why not? Well, that's the weird thing. Like you, mental you run out of money i i played i i was buddies with a guy in the canadian tour who was just one of the best players i've ever golfed with like so solid everywhere in this game he missed final stage of q school three years in a row by a stroke and then year four his wife had a miscarriage like right at that time and so he was like 28 then and he's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is so stressful. I don't want to do this anymore. So you look at somebody that like one stroke, you know, could have changed. You know, he could be a top 50 player in the world at some point. Like you just, that's the thing with golf at a professional level. Like there's so much that goes into it beyond just playing good golf. I mean, that's what I tell a lot of people. Like just play good golf and things take care of itself. But if you play good golf at the wrong time, <laughs> It doesn't matter, but there's if in terms of like names that I've golfed with, like a great example is this when I was down in Mexico hanging out, filming stuff for this pro-am, like hanging out with Chris DeMarco. Chris DeMarco, I mean, so many people would know him for like how his close calls and majors and he's a top 50 all-time money winner. You listen to him hit a golf ball and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awful. But, you know, he's, he's awesome. He's a great player. And when, when something's on the line, you look at Ryder Cups, President's Cups, the guy has it, has something, right? But then you look at guys, like there's guys that I've played on the Canadian Tour who are just like, could hit it anywhere they want. It, 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 the, but then you never hear from them. They've never won. They've never progressed past the Canadian or Corn Ferry Tour. But then you have a guy like James Hahn, who I would play and practice with, long long time until he finally got to the pga tour and now you know he's won a few times in the pga tour and you're like this guy's really good but then even down in mexico another example zach suker 34 year old so on the on the, P, on the pga tour now has pretty shitty status he hits a golf ball so good right like i i knew zach never met him just an awesome guy like him and his wife they're just awesome people like just this guy deserves to be a PJ Tour winner. He deserves to be really high up in the game and like a good kind of spokesperson for the game. The way he hit the ball, I'm like, fuck, that's good. Like, that's just good. Like, I, I think I'm a pretty good ball striker, but I don't think I'm someone over the years where people have seen me hit it and be like, other pros, maybe at times. I've had some pros, my friends, at times be like, I don't know why you aren't on the corn Ferrier nationwide tour with the way you hit it, but your head's your worst thing about you. And it's pretty true. Like my career, it's just been, my, it was my head, mm -hmm. but I watched Zach and you're like, okay, that is so good. Like game, you're just like, well done. Like that's awesome. And, and are you, are you like, when you're in that situation, are you like swinging out of your shoes, like trying to, you know, impress or keep up, no. or are you, are you just playing your game? Is it's just like well, another this day. Like I was filming, so I'm just kind of watching right. and doing it with them, and just like, I'm just like that's good. Like at the same token, a, a great example is 
a guy named Andrew Parr, a year older than me from London, Ontario, turned pro the year before me. He he won, he got challenged tour status. Like he had a good run on the European tour at one point in like 2014, I think. But Andrew Parr, I mean, he had a stroke when he was, I think, 22. Like he went to Texas A&M. He, when he first turned pro, he won his first event, like a gateway tour event. Andrew's an awesome, awesome guy. And around the whole Canadian tour, like people would watch him hit a ball and be like, that's PGA tour. Good. Like mm-hmm. that guy hits it so good. He should be, and he played in some Canadian opens and like, just, did, <clears throat> you know what, but you play golf with him and you're like, that's so good. Like, and, and so many other people like, yeah, my first Canadian tour event, he lost in a playoff to Spencer Levine. Like Spencer Levine, so many people in the golf world know him because he's just like a legend character. But long-winded answer, I haven't played golf with any like studs, like guys that like, your Brooks Kepkas, your Dustin Johnsons or anything like that. And like my age class, all the guys my age, there's a lot up on them, like, but none of them are like, whoa. But I've played up with a lot of guys that have won on the Corn Ferry or won on the PJ Tour, but not like all the journeymen, so to speak, basically. I know. Yeah, you bring I, up. I, sorry, go, go ahead. I know. Uh, no, just saying. I and I know all those guys you mentioned, and they could they can play like they're they like you said they won on the tour. They haven't won majors yeah. and things like that, but like, they're they're most really good. recently like a friend of mine in Jacksonville, Julian Surrey, is really friggin' good. Like mm-hmm. he's one on the European tour and the challenge tour. And like Julian was like all American at Duke. Julian's 30, 28, 29, maybe like we, I just did a video with him on the channel. Like I've known him for a bit. We've had the same coach for a bit. He's battled with a lot of injuries. Like, but he played in the match play in 2018, but then had like injuries in 18, 19. And last year was a weird year. But when Julian's got this like fire and this like winning attitude, he's a big Kobe Bryant guy. Like he's got that kind of Mamba mentality that Julian, I mean, that 2018, he played in three majors. Like he was top 60 in the world. Julian could be a guy that like gets winning again on the European tour and then plays well in majors or world golf championships. And now he's a PGA tour member and you know, here you go. But Julian is really friggin' talented. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, based on the age thing you're bringing up, um, one of my questions has something to do with that. If is it easier to, is it easier to crack the PGA Tour or get on it if you're for, if you're twenty versus if you're forty or do you have an equal oh, chance? Younger for sure. Why is that? I mean, let's assume they both have the same credentials, the same you know. It's just the, the nature of the system. So the system like encourages younger players. Like if you look at it, look at the the class of twenty nineteen: Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa. Matt Wolf, these stud amateurs, all from college, all decide to turn pro. They're all given sponsors exemptions in, in not like eight, there are eight sponsors exemptions into PJ Tour events, <clears throat> and the golf isn't different. Like it's good golf's good golf, so they just go on the PJ Tour and they play good. They have a card now; they've got their card, and then within you know some of them win. Like, but then you look at Garrett Rank. He's an NHL referee from from Southern Ontario. He's like one of the best amateur golfer in Canada, like high ranked amateur in the world. If he turns pro, he's not going to get eight PGA Tour starts because he's older, and he's because he's not American. 
like it's just like there's all these things that go into it and like the way the system works now that once they got rid of PJ tour qualifying school like like for me like like say I'm working on my game all year and I feel money's not an issue and I'm like you know what I want to go to Q school I could do Q school in the fall for the PJ tour you it used to be like that and you have three good weeks you're a PJ tour member now the fall is to get on the corn ferry tour and then you got to play a good year on the corn ferry tour to get on the PGA tour and then or it's do McKenzie tour to the corn ferry to the PGA tour so the system is time consuming and as you get older you don't have that time on your side yeah okay because as we're older it's just it's harder to get sponsors it's harder to have the money to play golf as you're older you have a family you have all of these things a mortgage all yeah all that stuff you have, you have scar tissue mm. oh yeah right like you have you've got years of a career being a journeyman you have scar tissue it's you 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 know what it's like to screw up it's like they always say if there's a tournament um at your home course like as an amateur it's like that's supposed to be an advantage but you know where to screw up all over that course, no matter, you know, even if you're like the club champion year after year after year, you know how to make double bogey on every hole. Whereas people that have never played the course don't have that scar tissue. It's, it's the same kind of idea, like scar tissue and time. It's not on your side in, in this game. I mean, the game's getting faster and stronger and all those things. But then in, in that light, like, Great example, Lee, Lee Westwood, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, I knew that was going to come I up. Knew I knew, going I knew I Bryson. <laughs> I didn't have to write Bryson. I knew it was coming up. Fucking amazing. And what Lee's doing, I've always liked Lee Westwood. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But if I were a marketer or PGA Tours marketing department, who do I want to put my stake in? Bryson. Sadly. Because well, it's, it, it, I say sadly, I, I only say sadly because what if his hot streak ends? Like Lee Westwood has, he has a track record. Bryson doesn't really have that yet. So there's a bit but of a risk it's, maybe. It's upside. Bryson has way more upside than Lee Westwood. Even if it's short term, it's, it's still a stronger upside. But I'm saying what if something happens? We don't know if he's going to be around in two years as hot as he is now, do we? But look at Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood fell off the face of the earth twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you could say, well, yeah, Bryson could, but he's going to come back. He's got time. Lee Westwood doesn't have time. Lee Westwood loses his game a little bit or just stops playing as great as everybody else. Champions tour. Hmm. Bryson has time. It's an investment. The whole game of golf on a professional level is a business. And correct me if I'm wrong, Bryson, yeah, Bryson's won a major and Lee Westwood's never won one. No, right. unfortunately not. No. no, he's been like, I think I played a lot oh. of golf pools and he's finished top 10 like, oh, so a dozen, dozens of times. Everyone. He's, he's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. He's made a, he's such a good ton deal. of money, but let's just say all things being equal, neither of those guys are um, on the PGA Tour. Like those two are just two guys at a club. Exact same situation. And someone, the club's going, oh, we, these guys need to, to turn pro, right? So you're gonna if you if you decide the membership of the club, we need to pool money to invest in these guys to send them out on their way. Bryson's they're gonna be more inclined to get behind Bryson than they would Lee Westwood. Right. Yeah. Because can't time, help it. Marketing. Yeah. 
basically it. And like, and it's sport. It's really hard in sport to excel as you get older. Golf has such a longer window, but it's just like, it's much easier as a 20 year old than it is a 40 year old. Cool. Good to know that answer. Like if I, I'm going to be 37 and like, if for whatever reason through this year, this, these circumstances that I'm up here, I'm actually going to start playing tournaments again and I start playing well and doing okay. And like, because of YouTube money is, is not like a stress like it was early in my career. And if it's a decision, my wife and I think is worthwhile because golf actually starts to generate money. It's not like, even if it's like a thousand bucks a tournament, like it's not like I lose a thousand every time I play typically now, but (laughs) There could be something where like, oh, you know what, I'm, let's go to Q school at 38. And there could be a scenario where I potentially get on the PGA Tour at 41. It's, That'd be cool. For us too. Cool. <laughs> but it's not like I'm, it's just like, great. Like, that's amazing. And if you turn that into a couple, it's just like getting, becoming a CEO of a company. And if you, how long, how early and how long can you keep it basically? So if I get on the PGA Tour at 41 or, and play for a year or two, well, hell, hopefully I made a bunch of money in that time because at the end of the day, it's your job, but it's really hard. It's going to be really, really hard. <laughs> but if I were, if this scenario where all things being equal and I were 22 right now or 23, just finished college, don't have a wife, don't have everything, but I have the head on my shoulders that I didn't have then, I'd be on the PGA Tour at 26. And then it's like, who knows, right? So it's just, it's just much easier the younger hmm. you are. Cool. Good detail all answer. That, all that being said, like I, to me trying to go at 38 is self-funded. You know, you're, it's hard to sell yourself to a sponsor at 38, 37 in, as instead of being like 23. Cause yeah, sponsor- you don't want to be, you don't want to be swinging with those jitters. You don't want to be swinging with those extra anxieties of, Oh, every swing super important. Every swing could fuck me over. Every swing could, you know, cause this to be more well, of an that, investment. That, that doesn't discriminate on age, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, the fact that Beej and I get pissed off and ruined our and get our days ruined by a recreational round, you can only imagine the surmountable and ex- exponential pressure and anxiety with it professionally. Anyway, yeah. Beej, you want to ask one? No, no, I thought you were up. Go ahead. Oh, okay, well, I got to make it more on the lighter side. On sh- mm-hmm. uh, no, this is one that I brought up, actually, on our pre- uh, like a podcast a few weeks ago, Beej. Yeah. And you didn't agree with me. And I thought maybe it's all about um, club management, Andrew. And again, uh, like maybe a one word answer would suffice, but actually an explanation would be cool. <laughs> if I see that there's a 400 yard hole and I could drive 300 with high risk and then chip for a hundred, or I hit a comfortable 250, yeah. knowing there's only 150 left. I do that because if, if anytime I go above 250, my drives are just, they're, they're OB. And I know that. So I start to do club management where I'm willing to do driver, um, let's say eight iron instead of driver sandwich. As yeah. a professional, Bede, you didn't agree with me. I was wondering and thinking, mm-hmm. is it just as easy to get close to the hole with your pitching wedge as it is with your seven? So it, could you get just as close from 140 away as you are from 190? First of all, it's course management. Second, What did I say? Oh, I said club okay. management. Sorry. It's, okay. It's Thank you. Straight up, it's straight up mathematics. Like the closer you are to the hole, the higher the probability it is to be close. To Damn close it. To Beach, that means you're right, buddy. But that so, being said, yeah. you know, there's, I mean, 
at the end of the day, as a golfer, play to your strengths. So yeah, if, if you know that your pitch is stronger you, than your seven, if you have no confidence in keeping it in play with driver. Well, then yes, club down to what you can keep in play. But then you have to know that if you're clubbing back and it's leaving you a six iron, you have to know your probability of getting up and down, let's say making birdie with a six iron is very, very low. So not having to force the issue as a result, basically. But, and that's the thing that I think a lot of golfers don't understand. They always like want to take on the hero shot or they always think it's just like, get in the hole as fast as you can. Bryson. The nature, no, I'm saying amateur golfers. Yeah, I know, but I feel like Bryson is just um, distance, 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 but I but, obviously don't. But know. no, but the reason being is he's so incredibly accurate for how fast he swings a golf club. Gotcha. But to what I said, the probability, the closer you are to the hole, the closer you could hit it to the hole. So if Bryson's 80 yards in the rough, he can hit it closer than someone who is, or if not about the same at distance, than somebody who is 130 yards in the fairway. But someone 110 yards in the fairway versus Bryson 80 yards in the rough can probably hit it closer from the fairway. So it's just, it's just like there's a window of like law of diminishing returns. Right. Basically. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But for the average golfer, it's first and foremost, you, you want to hit what you can off the tee that keeps you in play. Because the average golfer, it's about eliminating high numbers. Hmm. And the way you make high numbers is two mistakes in a row. Yep. Yeah, I think they showed footage. I don't know what you're watching. You're watching um, the the last major. Beach, they showed someone, I don't know if it was this year or previous, but they showed like that graphic, the overhead graphic of someone who got it in the water. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know who it was. And then re-teed, and then re-teed again, and then had a drop, and then it rolled back, and it did these... It did the visuals of what he did, and I think he shot a 13 that hole. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Who. Some guy made an 11, yeah. And, I mean, that's just when, like, you t- tin cup. You just. Yeah, but that, that's, see, that's the thing, though. Like, that's 17 at Sawgrass. It, it's such a yeah. different hole. It's the best. For spectators, it's a dream. Yeah. It's a but total it's dream. Just, like, it's just gimmicky. But yeah. It is gimmicky, but that's what the fans, I'm not going to lie to you. That's my favorite hole to watch because oh, sure. I'm gimmick is what fans like mostly not not diehard golf guys to look at sawgrass the 12th hole you think when they had the tees back for rounds one and two no one's trying to drive the green you could try to drive it 10 yards from the green get it close to the green but it's just such a low probability play but then when they move the tees up on the weekend like 90 percent of the field is going to go for hit the green and because they know their chance of making birdie to a tricky pin on that green is just goes up right. being closer to that green, no matter where you are on that green. And at the same token, hitting it in the water, getting up and down for par isn't difficult there, but toning back when you know, everyone else is taking on, it, it doesn't work. And that's, that's the nature of the professional game. And that's where like when we are one, um, no, not weird. When Zach Johnson won the Masters, laying up on every par five, that's why it's only happened once. Right. That's because me. That's totally me. The probability isn't necessarily in his favor right. in that situation against the field, but he had an incredible 
wedge and putting performance. Because in, in the, on, you know, on tour, you're, you're doing your probability against the field. On an amateur golfer, you're doing probability against the golf course and you know, your ability. And if it's someone trying to break 90 for the first time, a way to really do that is manage yourself around the golf course better and accept that when oh, things didn't go according to plan, all right, I'm just going to take my medicine and, and make a bogey mm-hmm. rather than, oh, just got to keep trying to make the hero shot. And now you've made a triple or a quad. And now, you know, your chance now you, it's just, it's everything's gone. I totally imagine that feeling. <sighs> my goodness. I've been there beach. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there too many times, too many times. Um, I guess I'll go next with the, with the masters, uh, Andrew, just looking for your, you know, your top three picks with the masters coming up and maybe a quick explanation. Why, you th- why you think those, those guys are probably the favorite or. I mean, win. Oh, cause I don't, I don't watch a lot of golf. I'm you watching don't, eh? okay. now because I don't, I have nothing else to do. <laughs> like players is my home where I live. So I, I pay attention to the players and Bay Hill was my favorite tournament as a kid growing up. So those two weeks I paid attention to, okay. I didn't pay attention to Honda at all. I watched a little bit of the Honda just cause I mean, I've played the course and I literally had nothing else to do sat, um, Sunday afternoon. I paid yeah. attention, like whatever. But if I were to like, I mean, I even, I put the match play on today and it's on mute for 10 minutes. Like I just don't even <laughs> pay too much attention. But if I were like, gotta take, you gotta like Dustin just cause horses for courses. And like, he's current form is irrelevant at Augusta. Mm. I think that's so true. That's actually really, really true. Like if, if they're, if they're very good, I like Jordan. I, I, if I were to have three picks, It'd be Dustin Jordan. Uh, honestly, I want to say Rory, but he's just struggling. Yeah, he's struggling but I today think too. Dustin Jordan and 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 Lee Lee will probably play pretty well. Okay. Nice. So Lee Westwood, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan. and Dustin John. Sorry, Dustin Johnson, Lee Westwood, and uh, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I want. I would love Rory McIlroy to win and get the Grand Slam. Like Rory's, I think Rory's the best thing in the game of golf. Mm-hmm. But he's he's just fighting it right now. Yes. Yeah, struggling. that's such a cool comment that you made about how current form doesn't come into play. It's so true that the people who show up at the Masters are the ones who are just the like they're not necessarily hot at the moment because the guys who are really, really good, who necessarily aren't hot, they come out of nowhere for that stage. It's, it's, it's golf media, unfortunately, overhypes everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same, like, look at someone like Brooks Kepka. Like, he just cares about majors, and he plays well in majors. Does it mean it's always going to convert to a win? No, but fuck, he gives himself chances. Mm-hmm. And even, like, Rory. Rory's so damn good that he could flip a switch and just be in the mix. But the guys like the Jordans, the Lee Westwoods, the, the Rorys right now, closing would be is going to be the hardest thing. Right. Whereas DJ, if he just kind of gets himself into it, he's going to win the thing. Like if he gets himself into it by Sunday on the back nine, he will win. Just, I mean, he literally did it four months ago. <laughs> but he's just that type of player. He's got that kind of fire in him. He's just got, he's the best golfer on the planet. Without question. 
He's such a Tim. He's such a Tim Duncan of golf. Eh? Beach just <laughs> keeps his mouth shut, has the fundamentals down pat, and just wins. Doesn't really brag about it. Just wins. Yeah. Um, let's send him out. Let's send you out on one last question. And uh, I mean, Beach, you didn't know I was going to ask. Oh, you didn't know I was going to ask any of these really. But uh, my last question for you is, and Beach, I'm sure you're curious. Will and will Tiger Woods win another tournament? No. And or not even a tournament, not even not let alone a major, not even another invitational, I, nothing. Dude, the guy broke. I don't even know if he'll ever play again. Yeah, unfortunately, he, he literally broke both his legs after how many back surgeries he's had. It's it just sucks. It just sucks. And I know there's like the Tiger sympathy. I mean, Tiger is my favorite golfer ever. And immediately the store, the the angle was like, oh, just imagine this comeback. And like, dude. The guy had an opioid addiction after all these back surgeries. Like my immediate thought was like, how hard recovery is going to be after these? Move your legs, man. When he won that Masters, I, my wife was watching and she's like, I don't get it. What's going on here? And I was like, I had to, there's too much time had, to explain. So <laughs> we got married, I think, two weeks after that. Um, we had to meet with our wedding planner on Masters Sunday <laughs> at her house. <laughs> So I made her put it on. I was, we're going over things at the wedding. I'm like, I have to watch this. <laughs> That's really unfortunate timing, my friend. That's oh. really. And I mean, my wife's like, of course, like she's a golf fan and a Tiger fan. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> How this week was going? Like, I'm like, uh, what, whatever your name is, Leah, like I'm putting a mask on right now. I do not care. I'm shocked you still got married. I yeah. Don't know if I go yeah. That. That's true. And also, I can't believe you went. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm shocked you oh, went. Oh, I had no choice. On yeah, that. let's be honest. Come let's on. be honest. You know what, Beach? That reminds me of my wedding. Uh, the Senators made the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals in hockey. I'm not sure if you're a hockey fan, Andrew, but uh, being Dude, Canadian, I'm, you must you I'm must a know. Fan, so okay, so I'm a huge <laughs> Sense fan. Huge, my huge, whole. huge Sense fan. And my wedding was planned well in advance. And then the Sens did well. Then the Sens made the playoffs. Then the yep. Sens advanced to the third round. Then That's I was like, on your path. Sorry. <laughs> I planned on the May long weekend and I did not anticipate the sense making it that far. So game, I want to say it was maybe game four beach. It was on a sat on a Sunday and they launched the schedule and I was just waiting, waiting for them to launch a schedule, waiting, waiting. And I said, hopefully it's a night game. Hopefully it's a night game. Or hopefully they do one of those things where they put two days in between. But yeah. no, my ceremony was at, uh, I want to say my ceremony was somewhere around three or 4 PM. And it was a Sunday game, and they started at 3 p.m. What so, year was that? 2017. Oh yeah. They Come on, guys. Conference finals in 2017? Eastern Crazy, Conference eh? against Pittsburgh. Yeah. They went to game seven. So for game four or five, whatever this was, I... A week later, because <laughs> Lord knows they weren't ever going to make that cup problem. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I actually convinced my wife to allow the Budweiser red light to be on the altar. We got married in a, like in a lobby of a very fancy uh, resort. So I yeah. had the bud red light on the mantle to go off if they scored pretty cool. <laughs> shout out to my wife on that one. Right. So I hear you. It's a bit of a larger scale because it was the, the wedding itself. And I'm a diehard yeah. sense fan. And you were at a wedding planning for one of the greatest golf moments, maybe <laughs> in our lifetime. Yeah, I guess in my life, I was going to, I think it'd be, it's weird. I would to me, I would say it's the second greatest because him winning in '97 was the yeah, greatest golf moment. That's pretty cool to me, in my lifetime. Yeah, was that the big fist pump and awkward high five? Beach was that the awkward high five moment? No, no, that, no, that was later. That was yeah, okay, that was that was, that was, that was first. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was Chris DeMarco. Yeah, that's right. In Mexico. Yeah. We had, a, we had a little like shootout thing. And JJ Colleen, who was like a Corn Ferry Tour, PJ Tour player, just an awesome Twitter follow, like just an awesome guy, like banter for days, was just grinding Chris at any opportunity he had. And Chris had a putt to like win this little thing. And it, it kind of lipped out. And he's like, if that were a Nike ball, it would have hung out He seems like yeah, such a nice guy. He seems like such a good second dude. Second to Tiger twice at the Masters. Yes, and then he, I think he came second to Tiger at British Open one year too, as well. I think so, and one of them was playoff. Yeah, yeah. He's 06 man. was not. Oh six was the the chip, the high five. Right, and then he lost to Phil Mickelson. I think he was a runner up in the Masters two years in a row. Yes, Phil Mickelson. Yeah, man, Chris Marco. He's good. He was very good. Yeah, he just just a bit of a bulldog could do it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Man. Honestly, I'm all done. I think that's good. We hit 40 minutes. That's that's amazing. Andrew, can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. It's Uh-oh, it's incredibly yeah, for sure. The one best thing for me is that, you know, me and my friends Beej and we have a we have a group that we're pretty tight with and no one comes at us with this level of intelligence with golf. We all think mm-hmm. we have it. But you're see we're pulling the curtain a bit. We're cu- pulling the curtain open just a little bit with you to hear those, you know, kind of logical answers where yeah, I mean, Bowie, one of our closest, would claim he has this knowledge for sure. <laughs> but uh, it's just so cool. So thank you for all the honest and uh, candid uh, answers no, and playing along with the stupid questions that I come across with. Yeah. Um, and just to let you know, uh, Andrew, actually, I was talking to your PR person and we got you signed on for the next three majors as well. So um, <laughs> we're really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Wait a minute. When's my... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plan, plan yeah. your labor Bob, around. Yeah, exactly. There's no majors in August. Is there? Is there any majors in no, August? April, May, June, July. Yeah. Right? And then the Olympics, I think, are in August. Ooh. I think. Because just we're having the baby, so there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> well, listen, if we're getting you again, it's before August. Listen, being a, a father of two that are under the age of three, I guarantee you we're not going to see you after August. Dark all of a sudden, eh? <laughs> no, it's because you ran out of time. We, we turned off your lights because you're, you're out of time. I was blinding myself with this thing. No, your lighting was great. Appreciate it. Um, we're gonna, so we're gonna, we're gonna stay on here, and we're gonna have a kind of like a ten minute chat about your, uh, just kind of okay. talk about this and well, just, just rave great. about how awesome. Well, perfect. <laughs> yeah, Amazing, exactly. Thank, yeah. Thanks a lot again, man. Really appreciate it, Andrew. Yeah, let me know when I just message me when it goes out, and I'll uh, I'll pump it out on my things too. And that'd be amazing. That'd be great, cool. man. All the best. Thanks again. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you before, but I hope everything goes smooth from here on out till August. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Me too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay. Take care. Oh, Frig, that's amazing. That was cool. Do I ever feel bad at golf? Like, I feel so (laughs) shitty. I feel like the worst. I don't think I'm ever going to golf again. I think I'm done. I'm not. This, what he has said, like 70% of what he said is going to stick with me every time I golf. Mm. Uh, And I didn't bring it up, but the, his like, you know, if I have one piece of advice, it's to practice your putts that are six feet or closer. Right. I didn't bring that up, but like, I'm going to think about that every time I'm putting. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I will forever think of that. And, and the, the thing between your ears is, is, is it, you can be the best ball striker in the world, but if you don't have a mental game, you're never going to make it. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's such a mental game, man. And you see it happen. Like, you know, like Tiger put up a what on one hole, 11 or a 12. And he came back and you birdied his last like four holes. You know could what never, I mean? Like, could never do I that. would be finished. I'd be like 11, 10, 8, 8, 8. I'd be finished. But like. Mine would be 11, <laughs> dash, 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 <laughs> smiley face. Walking lightning. off. Walking off. <laughs> yeah, DQ, right. DQ. Oh. It would be, yeah, DNF. I could see DNF. Jim Nats being like in 
Jonathan Jonathan is leaving the chorus at Augusta. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the beautiful piano. <laughs> while, while, I'm, while I'm napping. While I'm napping on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, classic <laughs> Sunday. Uh, um, something that stood up. Sorry, that question about t- Tiger, I know I, I just had to ask it because yeah. I think it's a no. You might think it's a no, but I thought maybe there's something that we're not seeing. Maybe he mm. knows of someone who had a similar injury. Uh, probably not. But yeah, it's, it's crazy sad. Crazy sad I, for I, Tiger. I said he wasn't winning anyways before the accident. He just... We said that before he won the Masters. We we all said that before the Masters come back. It was different. He also wasn't coming off another back surgery. He had, what, three? How many did he have before yeah. winning that last but major? He was, he was playing... So he won the Tour Championship. He had won the Zozo. Oh, okay, the, that doesn't sound it? real. That does not those, sound like a real tournament. He'd won. Oh no, sorry, sorry, because that was his eighty-second win. So he'd won. He'd won the Tour Championship, and then he was in. He was a stroke away. Brooks Kepka beat him at the PGA Championship. So he was playing good golf up until that Masters victory. So it wasn't like it was like, you know, he like he was playing good golf for about two or three months. And then he won the Masters. And then he won the Zozo after that. So, no, it was very different. This is very different. He's He's got to be playing for a couple of years, really good golf for a few months, and then win a tournament. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I hope he does. He's a legend. He's the greatest ever, but it'll be tough. It's funny how um, I was going to ask him if he was if he was playing a video game of golf, what player would he choose? I don't think I needed to. I think what what was even better of an answer was your question: uh, is who's going to win the Masters or who are the top mm-hmm. three Masters people? Because that's who he sees as deep down the best golfers right now. No matter how hot yeah. you are, they're their best golfers, hot or yeah. not. Yeah, Jordan Spieth. I would not have expected that. Like I haven't heard. He's, I also haven't heard from Dustin Johnson in a while. DJ's been playing decent golf. Um, Jordan. How Spieth did he finish? Was, but how did those? How did those three guys that he mentioned? I mean, Lee Westwood was doing well. How did they finish in the last major? Uh, in the last major, what was the last major? The one with the sawgrass. That was a uh, U.S. Open, right? No. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say that. the The one at the players was the play. I keep missing it up. The players, players. championship. Yeah. Um, uh, Rory missed a cut. Well, but he didn't talk Rory. Sorry. Jordan Spieth was in the running. I think he was leading in going into Sunday, or he was up there. He was in contention. DJ, I can't remember. And who was the other one? Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood was in the final pairing. So like, yeah, he was. He's, he's basically, basically like Jordan Spieth has been in the running the last, ooh, like last four tournaments. Jordan Spieth's playing really good golf. He just hasn't closed it out on Sunday. Yeah, no, they weren't in the. T- uh, Lee Westwood was obviously second, and then yeah. like the other guys were outside the top five. Actually, they were outside the top ten. They were outside the top twenty. Like, I don't yeah. think Dustin, did Dustin Johnson make it he far? Might, he might have missed a cut, to be honest with you. That That's what I'm saying is that for him to make that that prediction, and Jordan Spieth was 48th. Yeah, he Dustin Johnson off, was, so J- Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson tied for 48th. And normally yeah. I'd say, what is he talking about? But I guarantee no, they you. They made the cut, sir. They did make the cut. Yeah. They finished at plus, uh, they finished minus one. Mm-hmm. And the winning score was... Uh, 14. So they're 13 strokes off the lead. Um, I'd say like, what is he thinking? But he's totally right, man. I honestly think they're just going to come out of the woodworks. Like something about the masters brings out the best players, not at the moment, but just the best players of golf. And can you imagine? Too. Experience is huge on that. 
Spieth is one on there. Um, DJ's one on there. And Lee Westwood has been in contention plenty of times on there. Same would course. you want to make a wager about Dustin Johnson? Like, would you think Justin Johnson finishes top three? I think so. He's so good. I want to make, I want to make, I want us to have a bet. Like, I'll, I'll take whatever you don't. Why don't we just do a pool? We'll do a pool or something. Okay. So here's how I usually do a pool. And for anyone listening, this is a cool idea. You print out every golfer who's in the masters and you scratch out the top 10 golfers ranked right now. You scratch them out. You can't pick them. You then pick 10 players. Okay. 10 players. You could pick the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. That's stupid because it doesn't work that way, but you can pick any other 10 players aside from the top 10 ranked. Then at the end of the tournament, you add up their total purse. You go to the, you go to the final score leaderboard and you, let's say you picked, um, let's say you picked Justin Thomas and he was 12th ranked and he finishes 50th. He wins, I don't know, 110 grand. You put that next to his name and you go through all your 10 players and you write down how much they won mon- like money wise and whoever has the total uh, most amount of money wins the pool. But why not just do, why not just include everybody? Because it's too easy. Is it? Yeah. I mean, everyone's going to pick the top 10 golfers. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But they're like, how many of those guys are actually going to finish in the top three or f- top five? Doesn't matter. It it, mm. it reduces the chance of you picking the winner. Uh, why don't you just say everybody but the, but the first place guy? I guess you can't predict that. No, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It's, listen, there's no downside because it makes you know a little bit more about golf. It makes you hear of names that may not be constantly in the mix. That's like, do you think Lee Westwood, if I made a list about this player's championship, do you think Lee Westwood would have been in the top 10? I don't think so. No, well, he's not ranked in the top 10, so no. Take a sheet of the top 10 golfers ranked right now and put it next to the top 10 finishers of the players, and I guarantee you there's maybe two or three of the top mm-hmm. 10 who made it in the top 10. Well, that's my that's my argument. That's it's like why why take out the top ten if it's irrelevant? Because I think there's the winner is probably in the top ten, and if you win mm-hmm. the Masters, you're going to win the pool, which is what you want. Yeah, but more a lot <laughs> of people just, are going to pick the same people. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. Aren't know, a lot of people going to have the same names? Well, you if can't you, pick. Are you? Oh, you can pick the same. You, everyone can pick the same people. Oh yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Well, that's what I'm saying. It gets a little bit more into the weeds. Anyway, interesting. That's all Maybe I we'll to. do that. Maybe we'll do I'm that. Never, but it's more. It's better with more people. Yeah, I'm sure, sure we can get five or six of us to easily do that. Okay, sick. I Amazing. Like What's our time? What's our time at Beach? Do you see? We're, we're at uh, 51 minutes. Okay. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up in terms of golf? I think we've established that we should. I would like very much like to do uh, that golf pool. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks each. I'm down. Let's do that. Let's get five um, people love, and winner gets the winner gets the pot. Yeah, I wanted to touch on the um, the pitching wedge and the seven iron. Yeah, because I, uh, yeah, I was trying mm. to I was trying to end this. Yeah, <laughs> you were right. You were absolutely right. I I mean, he did mention that play to your strengths, and that's what I do. Yeah, but we assume professionals have the ability to hit every club in their bag, unlike me. And if they have the option and they know they can hit all their irons just as well, they're going to choose their pitching wedge versus their seven. See, and they can. I, and what I was bringing up was, they can. They could hit any club. It's the 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 slopes they deal with on the green, and like the situation they they're in in the fairway. All that stuff plays a part. So the closer you get, I think it would make sense. And he confirmed that. So I was right, and you were wrong. So I feel I'm feeling pretty good tonight. I'm usually right. Can we just admit that? No. Well, okay. What what else have you been right about? 
the kicker, the kicking, <laughs> voting, it, we proved it. I won no, no. by a landslide. Hmm. Krista actually, Krista texted me today. She's like, "Don't give in," because she listened to our uh, our most recent episode that hasn't been uploaded, and she said, "Don't give in, don't give in. You're right. Seventy one percent of the people are right. <laughs> it's just high pressure. It's not. It's." It might be easier, but there's so much pressure, which makes it difficult. And she's so right. She's so right. Well, it's all a moot point at this point because the long snapper is the new champion in terms of <laughs> easiest. Which made you wrong. Which made you wrong. Because you said kicking was the easiest position. So you, Yeah, which, it may so be that, wrong on paper hmm. for that. But I think if you're walking in with the ability, here's two things. If you have the ability to kick a ball, Kicking a field goal is easier than being a long snapper, I think, number one. Uh, and uh, number two, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Which made you wrong. Okay, perfect. Awesome. No, you no, should... no. It was it was that you were trying to convince everybody that it was really hard. Not that it wasn't not that it really wasn't hard. easy. You were making them sound like it was so incredibly hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Anyway. The expect the expectation is high, which makes it hard. And there's no, no and you pressure. said you have to make four to five. And I was like, You have to. Yeah, but then you said three out of four. And then even three out of four or three out of five, like, it's tough. It's like, three out of five, they're like, do we need another kicker? Man, that's 66%. Well, listen, we recorded I last think. week, and we, we told ourselves we were not going to bring this up again. So I know, I know. We should We got to move on. We got we to gotta wrap it up. This is a golf episode, and that's all it is, and we talked enough about golf. Correct. Um, I kicking? hope, no, I hope <laughs> he gets back on the tour, man. That would be, I mean, with a kid Very on the cool. way, I props to him if he can pull it off. If he makes it back on the tour... What we have to do is we have to go to that tournament and follow him. And, and we will broadcast live yes. from the 18th green. I don't think we'll do that, but we're going to do an episode <laughs> in the clubhouse and oh. we're going to have him on regardless of the result. That Can would be you imagine? Cool. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. After COVID, obviously. Well, I think he needs another few months to get back on the tour. Yes, <laughs> I think exactly. what he was we're gonna to. Him, we're going to give him some time. But- Mark my words, that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna fly out wherever he if he makes it, gonna fly out wherever his first tournament is. We're gonna follow him for hopefully all four days. If it's only two days, we'll follow him. And then we'll do a live podcast um in the clubhouse afterwards. Okay. And then we'll just get we'll get uh Dustin Johnson to do a quick little interview. Oh yeah. We'll get uh, Bryson DeChambeau yeah. to jump on as well. Sure. I mean if we have yeah. time. If we have time. And Tiger. We'll get Tiger on too. Yeah. Okay. He might actually, I think he said he would co-host. So it'll just be the three of us, <laughs> myself, you, Tiger. We'll interview Dustin Johnson after he wins. And uh, first we'll do Andrew. We've got to give mm. Andrew his due. Absolutely. And then we'll go Dustin Johnson. And then we'll tell we'll tell other people's agents, if we have more time, we'll do your, we'll interview your guys too. Right. Okay, awesome. sweet. Beige, this was a fun little Masters episode. I'm glad we did it. Uh, the Masters starts on, I want to say April the 8th. Can you please confirm that date? It We'll start on a Thursday, and I believe that is seven, April 7th or April 8th, but whatever the Thursday is, the 7th or the 8th. April 8th, you're correct. Awesome. I will be watching. I will create a pool for us, Beach. See okay. if you can get a, a couple people on your side, and I'll get some people on my side. But if we can get you know six or seven people at 20 bucks a head, you could take home like a good 120, 140 cash, which is cool. Sweet. I love it. Okay, everybody, thank you for uh, listening to this master's edition of the Unscripted Playbook. I hope those questions were interesting for you. I got some cool answers, and mine were my questions were not quite as deep as BJ's, but Beach, thanks for your questions. They were awesome. 
Same with yours, man. I thought you did a good job. Friendly reminder, again, uh, check out our social media page, uh, UnscriptedPB, um, at UnscriptedPB on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you have some time, give us a review on iTunes as well. And a friendly reminder that black lives still matter. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace out.